And now, for your listening pleasure, The Blazing Defender Report, with your host, Travis Jones. And we are live, live from the Blazing Defender Studios. I am your host, Travis Jones, the Blazing Defender, and I want to welcome you guys to the Blazing Defender Report. What's going on, everybody? How the hell are you? It is fucking 2017. Can we believe this? Can you believe it? I can't believe it. I'm befuddled, dumbfounded, uh, a bunch of other words. I really don't know what they mean, but they sound cool. Uh, I cannot believe I've almost, I've been doing this for a little over a year and a half now, maybe. I don't know. Uh, this is episode 31 for me uh, for the Blazing Defender Report. I had a show called The Nerdgasm Hour before that. I don't know how many I did with that. They they could be erased uh, from the history books, and that would be that would be fine for me. They're, they're, they're probably not that good. I was just telling my Facebook Live group that um, I used to do that show, and I didn't do anything. There was no notes, no nothing. I would just drink bourbon and talk about comic books and in retrospect, I look at it and think, well, you know, I might have to go back and revisit those shows because they might be better than what I'm doing now. But nevertheless, thank you guys for joining in on Facebook, on iTunes, on Blog Talk, YouTube, wherever you happen to may be. Thank you very much. I hope you had a wonderful Christmas. Happy Hanukkah to my Jewish fans. Uh, Big Sam, holla. And uh, Merry Christmas to, to everybody else, uh, which pagan, Christian alike, uh, the Christians basically stole Christmas from us. But that's another a podcast altogether. Uh, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to my first show of 2017. I've got a lot to talk about, about the show. I've got some great comic books. I've got comic books from yesterday, which is kind of new for me. Um, so, and I've got a couple books I'm going to talk about from the past weeks, books that I just have to have to mention. But first off, I want to say thank you for everybody that supported me, especially my Facebook group, Facebook guys from, uh, comic jacked on Facebook to orcs on Facebook. You guys have been instrumental in me and, and what little success I've had doing this. Uh, you guys have been great. Go check those guys out on Facebook. If you would, please. They're, they're fantastic groups, uh, ran by great super people that love, if you're watching this, then you love this shit here. You love comic books. You love comic book movies. You love sci-fi. You probably love anime, Dungeons and Dragons, all that shit. All that shit that I love, uh, comic books being my main love, and uh, what's made me start to want to have a podcast and talk about them, and to try to bring people that kind of have their toe in the water, just fucking go ahead and drop kick them right in the pool, right in the deep end. Big things coming for the show. I'm going mobile now. That's right, player. I'm going mobile. So we're gonna go mobile. We're gonna. I'm gonna, gonna take my setup to some places. We're gonna have some great co-hosts. We're gonna have some great interviews. Uh, some stuff that I've been working on. That I've that people. I, it's been me. I've had a a multitude of fantastic artists, creators, writers that have been wanting to be on the show. And because I've drugged my foot and not really known how to do it to make it to make it good, I wanted to make it good. 
as far as equipment goes, and that shit costs money. And um, even though we do have a sponsor that I'm going to talk about here in a minute, we don't make that much money. So uh, what little I do get, I do try to put it back into this. And now I think I'm close to being able to do that. So I'm very excited for 2017. It's going to be fantastic. Um, And uh, I was just telling my wife, the Giant Size Team Up Network, which is what I'm part of, uh, we're going to invade Dragon Con this year. Uh, we had a small contingent go last year, I believe. This year, I plan on going, and I'm going to fucking wreck shop in that fucking place. Uh, I've always wanted to go. Being a podcaster and going, uh, I just I cannot wait. It, I'm so excited. I finally get to meet some of the people that I talk to on a regular basis, um, I'm hoping a big contingent of the of the network can be there. So, uh, and, but in speaking of my network, let me just tell you, it's fantastic. Our network has a, a, a plethora. Did I say that right, Chris uh, Wisdom? You, you'll tell me if I didn't. Uh, we have a plethora of shows. If you like this show, then you're gonna love those shows. These show those these shows are great. My show sucks. Those shows are great. Uh, but we have a Pokemon Go show. We have a new show called Botched, where if it correct me if I'm wrong, guys, but it's where a group of buddies get together. They're going through the fifth edition Dungeons and Dragons. I've never played, so I'm kind of uh, I don't really know if I'm saying that correctly. But the fifth edition Dungeons and Dragons, and they get hammered. They get hammered and kind of go through it. So I have not yet checked the show out, but I'm going to because that sounds so cool. It sounds right up my alley, guys. If you need guest hosts, I'm I'm your dog. Uh, we have the Breaking the Panel, which I've co-hosted on many a time. Big roundtable discussions. Uh, and no topic is, is not taboo for us. So uh, we tackle them all. And there's some really great opinions. I've left the show thinking, hmm, ain't what I was thinking about it. But now that I've heard so-and-so speak his piece, I do understand where he's coming from or whatever. There's really not arguments on the show, but there could be. Anytime I'm on there, it usually gets a little off kilter. But uh, but please check that show out. We have another show for the ladies. Got to have a show for the ladies now, guys. Nerddom is not just ours to rule. The ladies are coming strong, and they're coming full force. We have a show called Booze and Phasers. The reason I say that weird, like if you can't see me on the video from iTunes people, I'm enunciating it weird out of my mouth is because uh, my co-host, Big Sam, who's not with me today because we've had some crazy weather here on the East Coast. He couldn't make it. But uh, it sounds like booze, or no, I'm sorry, boobs and phasers. And he thought I said boobs and vibrators, which I think that's just where his mind's at all the fucking time. I really don't think he listens to me anyway. But it, it was fucking hilarious. And now I catch myself wanting to say boobs and phasers. But I know it's booze and phasers, ladies. And let me tell you what their show's about. They drink wine and talk about nerd shit. How awesome is that? They, they sound really cute. I've never seen any of them. But uh, they have really nice voices. I have listened to their show. Uh, it's pretty cool. Please check that show out. Look, Listen to all the shows because you're going to find something that you like. And that's what this is all about, finding something that you like. Uh, now, to our proud sponsor, I want to take a moment to talk about Loot Crate. What the hell is Loot Crate? That's you know kind of what Sam, Sam does when he's here, so I'll do it for him. Loot Crate is a monthly subscription box for geeks and, geeks and gamers. Um, it comes once a month. It's, it's kind of hard for to describe. All right. 
you're driving home from work. You had a shit day, okay? You're pulling around your driveway, and you see a box on the porch. And you're like, oh, fuck, it's fucking Loot Crate. That's kind of the feeling you get. Trust me, I've had that feel, that exact same feeling. What it? What's in Loot Crate? Well, it's licensed merchandise. This month, uh, the let's see, where's my read at? This month is Origins theme, and I believe it's Superman, Ninja Turtles. Um, those are some of the licensed stuff that you're going to get in each box. Now, what do you get in each box? I don't know. I can't tell you. It's a litany of things uh you usually get a t-shirt every week or every month i'm sorry with every box and it's fantastic uh i've have several of the cool cool t-shirts that i've I've gotten i had this skull shirt i don't even know what theme it was but i had this skull shirt that's made out of kittens and it's cool looking from a distance and it usually takes about three or four drinks into people and they're staring at my shirt and they go are those fucking cats on your... Sh- yes, they're cats. They form a skull. Yeah, it's kind of a, tr- a trick of the eye. But uh, it's a fantastic shirt. I've got a couple other shirts that I've really liked from Loot Crate. Now, let me tell you the cool thing about Loot Crate is... The cool thing about it is... You can go in and basically customize your crate on how you want it. Now, you won't know exactly what you get. But hey, you like crazy socks... They have a Loot Crate for that. You like just crazy shirts, they got a Loot Crate for that. You want the original Loot Crate box that has all kinds of awesome shit in it, plus a shirt, maybe even some socks, they've got that too. Uh, You're rich, you got high dollar dollar bills, y'all, you can get the Mega Crate, which is probably got some crazy shit in it. I have no idea. I don't make that kind of money, so I don't know. Uh, Loot Crate, uh, send me a Mega Crate, and I'll, I'll push the shit out of it on the show. Uh, but it's an option. Uh, they have options now, whereas when I first joined, they didn't have those options. So check it out. And the super awesome thing about just watching this show, just listening, I'm going to save you some money in your Loot Crate if you decide to subscribe. You can subscribe for three months, six months, 12 months, uh, and the code works for all of them. So it'll be in the show notes at the bottom. Uh, giant size team up in the coupon box. Helps us out, helps me out, helps the network out, uh, and Gives me a little little bit of money to do some things that I'm kind of wanting to do with the show. Now, what the hell is my show about? You're talking about all these other fucking shows. What is your show about? Let me get a swig of my coffee. Uh, Tim Ferriss move. He like slurps it and it makes a fucking annoying sound. I'm a microphone. I'm not going to do that. Yep, meter didn't run. So you didn't hear none of that. So what's my show about? My show is I buy comic books every week. I have for probably the last 25 years and probably uh, a few years out of that while I was in school, I didn't. But before that, my dad bought them for me. So I have a ton of comic books um, and a lot of people would come up to me and want to know what I'm reading. And they, the movies have made everything spectacular. So people that are watching the movies, their kids are watching the movies now. Their kids may want more of this character like... Captain America in three movies, four movies is just not a fuck enough. I gotta have more of Cap. I get it. Trust me. I'm I'm the same way. So what do you do? Take them to a comic book shop. Uh, now this is this is where it gets confusing. If you've never been into a com- comic book shop, it can be a little overwhelming. You have so many choices, and everything looks so awesome and cool. And a lot of it is. Some of it's crap. A lot of it's pretty cool. My job is I kind of wade through the bullshit for you. 
I tell you what I buy each week, and I tell you what I think you might like. Uh, or maybe you just listen and you think, oh, that sounds pretty cool. Um, some blonde-haired guy swinging a big hammer and fucking up shit? That sounds awesome. Or, hey, you a Star Wars fan? Well, guess what? I got a Star Wars book in this pile for you today. Um, so I, I kind of get through the cool stuff for you so then you can say, you know what? I think I'm going to go to my comic book shop today and I'm going to get that comic that that crazy fucker on the podcast was talking about with his hat on backwards and all that bullshit. So that's kind of what my show is. I kind of want it for people that got their toe in the water. I want to fucking come off the top rope and drop kick their ass into the deep end. And hopefully they will come away with the love and passion that I have for this medium and this genre. So, uh, with no further ado, that's what the fuck I do, and this is what I'm going to talk about. My first book for the day is Star Wars 26, and if you're not on YouTube, I apologize, but I am showing the cover, and what makes this cover real interesting is you got a guy that looks like Obi-Wan, and you definitely have Yoda at the bottom, and I was like, what? So, uh... Just to to give you a, a brief summary of this comic, if you're a Star Wars fan, if listen to me closely, if you don't hear another fucking word I say, if you're a Star Wars fan, this is your comic book. This is the book you should be fucking reading every month. It's two ninety nine, three ninety nine. The best fucking three ninety nine you'll buy or you'll spend. Don't get the fucking Big Mac uh, Happy Meal. You probably got a New Year's resolution to lose some weight. So instead of spending that $4 on a fucking Big Mac, go to your comic book shop and pick up as many Star Wars books as you can get. You're going to fucking love them. Now, just, just I don't even have to talk about the previous 25 issues. I'm going to talk about this issue. Why is this issue so fucking awesome, Blazing Defender? Well, I'm getting ready to fucking tell you. Uh, we have a... In the last few issues, Leia Han, C-3PO, R2, and Chewie stole a Star Destroyer. Yes, they stole a Star Destroyer. It was awesome. So, what happens? The Empire sends a basically a group of Delta Force stormtroopers called Scar Squadron to get it back. Now, didn't go quite like they thought. They got it back, not like they thought they would. But in the process of everybody getting away unscathed, they capture C-3PO. So, Scar Squadron has the droid. Vader is not happy with Scar Squadron because they basically fucked up. So, instead of killing C-3PO like they were ordered to, they're interrogating him, try to find out where more of the rebel bases are. Okay. So, in doing that, you've got C-3PO just being annoying as fuck. Jason Aaron, the writer of this comic, has every character's voice. Every character's voice. Han, Leia, C-3, Chewbacca, for God's sakes. He even makes a... That was a horrible Chewbacca impersonation, but it was my first one, so give me a fucking break. But he even makes those growls that Chewie does on time and just hilarious, especially when he and Han are having their banner. Okay, so you got C-3PO. He's lost. The group, Han, Leia, Chewie... R2 and Luke are trying to figure out if they can go rescue him or not. It's not worth it. They come to decide. Uh, R2 has different plans. R2 hijacks an X-Wing fighter, takes off. 
he's going to go rescue C-3PO himself, which is cool because you never really get if they're like buddies or not. they kind of been thrown together, but do they like each other? I don't know, do they? Uh, R2 is fucking like, he don't even take anybody. He jacks the X-Wing himself. All right. So as Luke is trying to stop him, R2 disables Luke's X-Wing and fucking takes hyperdrive off and he's going to go find C-3PO. Now, as Luke's sitting there waiting for his droid to uh, rewire his hard drive or his hyperdrive because R2 disabled it remotely. He's badass like that. He's got this book that he got a few issues ago from a a deceased Obi-Wan Kenobi. Obi-Wan didn't give it to him, but he found it. It's basically the diary of Obi-Wan. And it's a story about a young Jedi, young force using, uh, what do they call them? Uh, they don't call them toddlers. Uh, what the, younglings. Yes, thank you. Younglings. Uh, I say thank you as if someone said that out on Facebook and it came to me uh, telepathically. Uh, there's a youngling that has been kidnapped and they're holding it for ransom. Well, they send a Jedi to go get it. This is Obi-Wan's account of this story. Uh, the Jedi in question is none other than our boy Yoda. And I'm showing the picture of him right now. I know some people don't like Salvador LaRocca's art. Uh, I love it. I think it's fantastic. He makes every character look like the actor that played the part. Yoda looks identical to Yoda, so it's fantastic. Uh, So these badass we don't really know who they are they look awesome they got their faces are all tattooed and shit they're not zabax like uh darth maul but they're they got hoods on and they got weapons and he he the the guy that leads them uh refers to them as reavers and i don't know if that's what they're called or not but they're basically laughing their ass off when yoda says give me the youngling and uh and he doesn't say it like that he speaks like fucking yoda does and it's just, I'm not even going to tell you what happens next because uh, it's fucking awesome. You got to read it for yourself. Well, then we kind of get a surprise cameo by two people at the end of this. That was really cool to see. And, you know, the whole time, you know, Luke is reading this, uh, it's the, 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 the story is still going on. So at the end, you see where Yoda takes the youngling and it's just, it's awesome uh, I can't say any more about it. And that's kind of the hard thing about doing the show is I try to hit the high points without spoiling anything because I know how I am if I'm reading and then I turn the page. I'm like, oh, shit, that's fucking awesome. Just like watching a good TV show or watching a good movie. When you see it, you're like, oh, my God, that was fucking awesome. So I hate I, I don't want to ruin it, but I want to make it sound cool. So you go out and fucking buy it because it's it, this is a fucking fantastic story and i cannot wait star wars is one of the books every month i see it on the shelves i get fucking excited because it's so good the art is great and the storytelling is just fucking fantastic uh big sam and i'll be doing a best of 2017 show i meant to say that earlier and i totally forgot um we were going to do that today uh star wars is definitely on my best of 2016 so check that out please all right another book that i get totally excited about because I'm such a huge Thor fan is the unworthy Thor. Now, some of you not familiar with comic books are like unworthy Thor. What the fuck does that mean? No, he's worthy. No, he's not worthy. Nick Fury whispered some words in his ear and Thor has not been able to pick up Mjolnir since. What do you mean? He whispered something. I have no idea. 
the, the guy that uh, runs my comic shop, Doug, we were talking about it today. They've waited too long. Marvel, you need to release the fucking story on what Nick Fury said to him. What could he have said to him to make him unworthy? So now there's a woman, uh, spoiler alert, Jane Foster, uh, Thor's ex, uh, who's dying of cancer, mind you, has the, the, the hammer now, has Mjolnir. So this story is about Thor, hammerless Thor. Uh, Beta Ray Bill, who's a buddy of his from way back, they, he tells him that there's another hammer out there. So he and Beta Ray go looking for the hammer. Thor and Beta Ray are kidnapped by the Collector, who has the hammer that Thor is looking for. It's a hammer from an alternate dimension. I don't want to confuse you too much. It's really not worth it. But anyway, so Thor, even without his hammer, is a bad motherfucker. He's still the son of Odin. He's still kicking ass. And Thor is, this story of Thor is, he's kind of Thor at the end of his rope. He feels unworthy. Like, hey, I, wh- who am I now? I, I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not the god of thunder. So who the fuck am I? I'm not Thor. I'm, I'm unworthy. I'm the unworthy Odin son, I think he calls himself. So Thor, being as badass as he is, even without the hammer, kind of has a death wish. That makes him maybe the most dangerous dude in the galaxy right now. People ain't figuring that out, but they soon will. So basically Thor, uh, the collector's guards are getting tired of having to throw Thor back in this fucking cell because he keeps breaking out. Well, what makes this story very cool is Thor's cellmate, not really a cellmate, but in the cell beside him, it's the Collector from the Guardians of the Galaxy movie. I'm sure everybody's seen it. Benicio Del Toro played the Collector where he's got all these species and creatures and like basically exhibits. Well, Thor, the the dog, it's not a dog. I guess it is a dog. It's a hellhound from hell and its name's Thorry. Because it used to be Loki's dog, okay? The Collector evidently kidnapped this dog. He's telling Thor, let me out. Let me let me chew a couple of your fingers off. Uh, I'm good at murdering. I mean, he's just a trip. This dog is a fucking trip. Uh, and, and then he's like, he's threatening Thor. And then he kind of realizes Thor's probably going to get out again. Then he's trying to like, hey, man, let me out with you. You know, I can help you out. So, if you don't know about Thanos, uh, if you watch the movies, you know about Thanos. Okay, Thanos in the comic books has, they're called lackeys in here. I call them badass soldiers. Thanos has a group of badasses that kind of follow him around the universe. They're called the Black Order. The Black Order shows up in this. They're looking for the hammer. Thanos wants the hammer. So they've gone to retrieve the hammer for Thanos from the Collector, who is an elder of the universe. Now, what the hell does that mean, you say? It means he's pretty fucking awesome, too. Like, he could go toe-to-toe with Thanos. So I'm not really sure what Thanos hoped to accomplish by this. Well, anyway, Beta Ray gets out. He breaks Thor out. Thor is out now. Uh, They're fighting with the guards, the the Black Order is trying to get the hammer. Oh no, that's not the hammer. Then they find the hammer. Um, the collector's there, and chaos ensues. But the the hammer is for one person, and I think we know who's going to get it. He's a bad motherfucker. At the end of this, 
It's the Hellhound Thor Beta Ray Bill Tooth Nasher, which is this bad fucking horned goat that Thor rides. Dude, I mean, can I sell this book any better? I mean, have you not already went out and fucking got it? Have you not just stopped listening to me and went and downloaded it? You got to get this book, man. It's so awesome. We're on ep- we're on issue three. Get the two before this. Uh, you're going to love them. They've all been fantastic. An early contender for my best book of 2017. Uh, I love Thor. And if you just like badass, gritty motherfucker, then you're going to love Thor too. All right, enough of that. Okay, now a book that I want to talk about just really, really briefly we, in comic books, we have big events, uh, kind of like movies, like summertime, you have big mo- big summer blockbusters. In the wintertime, you have uh, not so big blockbusters, but you still have big, big there's going to be two or three movies in the wintertime that are the big budget film that, you know, they're going to try to knock, knock socks off at the box office. Uh, right now, DC Rebirth is doing a Justice League versus Suicide Squad. Now, I'm going to show you this cover. And this cover, as soon as i seen this cover, it's what they call a variant. It's not the original cover. It's a different cover. Uh, I freaked out because it's by Joe Maguera. Joe Mad, as he's known in the comic world. It's fantastic. His artwork is, I love it. Uh, he's kind of gotten away from comic books in the last few years. He's done a lot of gaming stuff. I think he started his own video game company. But uh, evidently, this is a new cover, so maybe Joe's coming back. Uh, but the, his art's fantastic. Now, it's just cover art, mind you. All right, the interiors are okay. They're done by a guy named uh, Jesus Marino, uh, or it's Jesus Marino. Um, it's not distracting. It's not great, but it's not distracting, which is always good. But this is a big event, Justice League versus Suicide Squad. Uh, this is, this is the actual book and it's, we're on number three there. Uh, this starts out the last issue, killer frost basically absorbed Superman's powers and took out the justice league. Yes. Killer frost took out the justice league. So with Amanda Waller still being in charge of the suicide squad, uh, she basically incarcerates everybody. She's got Batman, this uh, like Hannibal Lecter outfit with guards on him and everything. And this opens up with Batman escaping. It's like he was escaping the whole time. He's talking shit to her the whole time he's doing it. It's awesome. So then the Suicide Squad's like, whoa, why is the Justice League here? Well, I don't want to spoil it, but I kind of will because it's not that big of a deal. I think you already know it. There was a first Suicide Squad that worked for Amanda Waller. They were so deadly and so dangerous, she basically had to put them, drop them in a hole and leave them alone. A guy named Max Lord has broke them out. That's what started this whole event. Uh, it's some people I've never heard of. Emerald Empress, Johnny Sorrow, Rustam, and my boy Lobo. Lobo, I love. I'm so glad that he's he's in this this current story. Um, so they break out. Amanda Waller needs help because they're coming for her. So she's basically enlisted the Justice League and the Suicide Squad. The details are in here. You're like, why would they work for her? She's a fucking bitch. Yes, she is. But uh, they are doing it for the greater good, which makes this book so cool is you get a little backstory of that original Suicide Squad that I just named. So, Because I didn't know any of them other than Lobo. 
So that was pretty cool. Uh, you kind of get a background of their powers, maybe a little bit of their motivation. One of them doesn't sound like a bad guy, but he's doing bad shit. So maybe he's the guy that turns on him. I don't know. But uh, very, very cool book. Came out yesterday. Uh, the main book is on issue three. So there's two previous. But the Justice League and the Suicide books are also in the story. That's what kind of makes this a big, they call it a crossover event in comic books. So uh, it's a pretty. it's been really good. I have to admit, it's been very, very good. Uh, I like it quite a bit, actually. I didn't think I would. I was getting it just because it's the big event. So uh, I wanted to be able to come back and tell you, is it worth it or not? So far, every issue, even the tie-ins, have been worth it. So check that out. Uh, all right, uh, just a couple more books. Deadly Class. Definitely on my my list of best of 2016. Uh, think of... Uh, I said Pretty Little Liars goes to Assassin Academy. That's not really... does doesn't really do it justice. It is a fantastic story of teens and them being uh, in their respective households of assassins, like one girl is a Yakuza, uh, another another kid is basically a, a Nazi, uh, there's another one, there's, uh, there's a black girl, that I don't know if she's in a gang or yet, her story hasn't really been told yet, but all of these kids are in this school to learn how to become badass fucking assassins and go back to their respective crime syndicates and take them over. So, uh, the first arc of Delhi Assassins, or I'm sorry, Delhi Class, the, the, the great thing about this book is nobody's safe. Like, the main guy in the first story arc, he ain't around no more. The main guy. How you kill off your main guy and still produce a great story? Rick Remender, one of the best writers going right now, he does it. He he brings in a whole new freshman class. They call them, uh, oh God, I can't remember what they call them. Uh, rats. They call them rats. A whole new class of rats. And basically to graduate, you have to survive. Uh, it's kind of like the graduation ceremony is basically a culling. Uh, so in this issue, Helmut, who is a uh, German... Uh, just a German metalhead. He's all big, long hair. He kind of looks like somebody from Scorpion. Uh, he just has a awesome story where he's killing a bunch of Yakuza. The Yakuza have came to take Saya, who's kind of our main, our main person now, take her back to the family. She doesn't want to go, uh, but they want her back, and they want to rough her up as they do it. So it's actually her brother that wants her because her brother wants to take over. He doesn't want her to take over, but he's not in the school. She is. So Helmut is a friend of Saya's, and they've come to kill him, and he's like, fucking bring it on. It is so awesome. He's swinging this big axe around. It's so funny. He's singing, like, I think an old Scorpion song uh, as he's killing him, and he's just, he's just badass. Well... As Rick Remender does it, this book ends in a oh shit moment. I don't know how many times a writer in a, a book that's went 25 issues 
can can do that, but he fucking does it. Uh, something else I need to tell you: this is set it's set place back in 1988, so we're kind of in the 80s. Uh, it's got that 80s feel to it. It's really really cool. It's kind of like kind of like a Stranger Things kind of vibe. Um, very cool, awesome, spectacular, fantastic book. I really can't say enough about it other than uh, it's one of these books that if I could recommend it to somebody that's really not into the superhero genre, like the capes and the superpowers and stuff like that, this is a book I could definitely recommend them. And uh, if you don't like this, then you're probably not going to like a whole lot that's out there. But Deadly Class, fucking fantastic. Uh, Another solid effort by Remembering Gang. All right. Um, It was a good day. It was a good good week uh, the other day. Seven to Eternity. This book is, uh, Big Sam and I had a conversation on whether we were going to include this because it's we're only on issue, fucking issues is four. Uh, we're on issue four. So we didn't know if we could put it in, in the list of top 2016 um, since we only had three issues, or actually four issues in 2016. I think we said the cutoff was six. This book is definitely going to be on the list of 2017. Uh, it's sci-fi. It's incredible writing. Rick Remender, again, that guy can write no matter what. Like, I told you, that it was a, like I just described the book that he just wrote to you. This book is fantasy. It's sci-fi. It's, uh, he has created a world. And, uh, let's see, Jermaine. Jerome, I'm sorry, I always want to say Jermaine Opeña. Jerome Opeña is one of the, if not the best artist in the game right now. His artwork is detailed, brutal, beautiful, precise, detailed. I mean, I can't say enough about this guy's artwork. It's the the book alone, with remember not even on it, the book alone is worth buying for his artwork. With Remender's story, it's just a fucking, you get this synergistic uh, package of writer and artist. And this is what makes comic books great, guys, is books like this, where the writer and artist are on the same page and they deliver a story and give you a world that you can go, oh my God, and you just cannot wait till the next episode. Um, episode. I say it like it's a like an ongoing TV series. The next issue. Uh, this is a fantastic book. I really can't describe it other than to say it's it's utterly amazing in that he has created a group of superheroes, but in an unconventional sense, that are kind of bound together because outside circumstances have, have brought them together. Uh, in this issue, we get some backstory on wh- where they came from, what their motivations are. Uh, I really just, I mean, I would need a show, I think, a whole show to get into the detail and depth that this book has. You've got uh, a guy named Jeb who was, his family was part of these mosaics. uh, And they're the Mosaic Knights. They're fighting a guy called the Mud King, which the Mud King is one of the most original villains that I've read in a long time. And what the Mud King does is he his superpower is he gives you he he makes you an offer and it's his ability to see inside your heart 
and give you exactly what you want. But for that, he, you are his eyes and ears, and you basically got to do everything he says. So he's created an army, and half of this civilization that we're dealing with here on this planet is the Mud Kings. So what's, what's happened is our, our lone group of Mosaic Knights, the only ones that are left because he's killed all the other ones, or gave them deals um, where they can't fight him anymore. So this, this group has got together. Jeb has kind of joined them. And they have, they've basically defeated the Mud King, but they can't kill him. If they kill him, then everybody that's connected to him dies. So more than half the population would die. So they're, they're on a journey to take him to a wizard that can break his spell and his bond to the population. Now, what happens is, is they're kind of sitting around a campfire, and a lot of people don't know Jeb and his father basically kind of fucked a bunch of people and everybody calls their family betrayer so there's there's a lot of this and that going back and forth but um like i said i just there's so much i can't tell you because it just ruins the surprises but i'm telling you man this book is great the uh the the villain is original the superheroes the 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 heroes of our story are crazy original I mean, I like. There's one that every time something's ripped off her body, she can rip something off you, and she's called Patchwork, and like she's got a different arm, a different you know, a different fucking leg, a different torso. I mean, she's she's badass. It's kind of has her origin story in here and how she got this ability. Her her latent mosaic ability is kind of like think of it as her latent mutant ability. You know how like mutants it kind of takes them till their adolescence. Uh, I guess when he hit puberty, their mutant gene is released. Well, that's that's kind of what happened to her in this. And what happened to her when this gene or this ability manifested basically gave her a power. It's so cool, guys. I mean, I can't tell you how cool this book is. Seven to Eternity, one of my favorite, favorite, favorite books right now. I absolutely fucking love it. All right, enough of that. Those are all from, uh, all those kind of books I talked about today are Marvel, DC, or Image. Image is still a smaller company. They're doing fantastic stuff. But a really, really small company is Boom Studios. Okay, Boom has done some good stuff throughout the years. They've never had like the boom, the big hit. Okay, no pun intended. All right, I've got a book here that it may not have been a huge seller for Boom, but it fucking should have been. Warlords of the Appalachia. Warlords of the Appalachia is a story based in Kentucky. Kentucky basically seceded from the United States because of some fucked up shit. They fought a war, they lost a war, and now they're basically being treated as uh, less than citizens of the rest of the country because of it. Now you've got a um, a hero, his name's Cade Mercer. Uh, he's a badass dude. He led this rebellion, but you know, since they've lost, he's kind of just kept with his son, his aunts. Um, you know, they're, they're, he's just trying to raise a family now. He, he didn't want to fight anymore. It's over. Well, as happens with most stories, that shit don't last. Now, uh, this issue was awesome in the fact that um, 
you've got a group called, uh, oh my God, what are they called? The Augies. And basically the Augies are a uh, Delta Force-ish type branch of the military that they've enlisted to find Cade Mercer. Cade Mercer has basically started the rebellion again in Kentucky. Uh, he's killed a bunch of people, but he was provoked, as most heroes are. Uh, so the Augies are trying to find Cade. Now, they've captured a guy, and they're, they're you know, this, we're opening a scene where he's being tortured. Um, one, of, one of Cade's, uh, I don't know if she was a girlfriend. I, I know that I think they used to be, but she is enlisted into, I think they're called the Jaspers. Uh, but she's kind of helped Cade, like, keep the peace. Like, as long as Cade can keep the peace, then they can keep the peace. Well, all that's went to shit. So, uh, she was shot, some things were done out of her control, and now she's trying to do damage control. She's like, oh my God, I can't believe you all have done this. You've captured his son, you killed his aunt. You, there's going to be hell to fucking pay. I, I don't know if I can stop this. So, now we've got Cade uh, and his merry band. They're kind of on the run, or are they? Uh, so you've got this group. They think they got they got a destination on him for their interrogation. They sent a group of Augies and military after Cade. Um, there's a lot of bloodshed. I tell you what, these Augies remind me of. They remind me of the Reavers, which I remember the Reavers uh, when they attacked the X Men. That was like one of my favorite X Men stories at the time. So I thought that was really really cool. Okay, Cade's son is what they call a blue boy. There's a drug called Sweet Rock, if, if I'm not mistaken. And basically what it does is, is it turns you blue. Uh, people think they're retarded or like zombies or just dumb now. That's not the case at all. And that's what's cool about this book is we get a look into the blue boys and uh like how they communicate with each other and everything. There's a lot more to these guys than what than what than I originally thought even. So you got some Augies. The Cade kind of leads them into basically a trap, uh, and it's so cool because he's kept in shadow the entire time, but he's just taking these fucking Augies out. It's a very uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger commando ish. Um, but, but smarter, but smarter than all that, but the blue boys, the blue boys are really the star of this, this issue. Uh, Cade's always going to be the star cause he's badass. but, uh, we have such, such an original story here. Uh, you've got great characters. You've got fantastic writing. The art is good. Um, it's not, uh, Jermaine O'Pena, but what is, uh, it's it's so good. I'm so excited. Uh, I think we get one more issue. And this was the story that I've been dying to tell on the show. The story is, uh, I have been in contact with uh, Philip Kennedy Johnson, the writer of this, uh, a few times. He was doing a signing at a local comic book shop while I was at uh, on duty at the fire department. Uh, we're there for 24 hours, so I couldn't leave. And it's just outside our district, so I couldn't go. I wanted to go, but we couldn't go. So I, I put it out on Twitter that he was going to be there for people to go see him. Well, he responded back. Uh, we were busy that day, so I didn't get to see his responses. But I responded and said, hey, and when you're done with your signing, come by the firehouse and you can deliver my copy to me. And I'll show you around. Well, 
cat, my captain comes and gets me. He goes, hey, man, you got a couple guys here to see you. And I'm like, what? Who? So I go, and he's got a little dog, and I've known his little dog since, she was a pu- since he was a puppy. So his dog was there and his son. So I thought, oh, he's talking about them. Well, this, you know, I'm, I'm, his dog's name's Tato. So I'm like, hey, hey, boy, how you doing, blah, blah, blah. Well, this guy comes over to me and goes, uh, hey, Travis, uh, I wanted to give you this. I'm Philip Kennedy Johnson. And I was like, what the fuck? Are you fucking kidding me right now? So Philip Kennedy Johnson, after his signing, came by my firehouse and gave me a copy. And he signed it for the Blazing Defender. Many thanks, Philip Kennedy Johnson. (laughs) How fucking cool is that? Are you kidding me? So he and I talked for a minute. He kind of told me what he was doing next. Uh, We talked about Warlords for a minute. It was a great visit. It was super fantastic meeting meeting him and his brother. He was in town for the holidays. He lives in Washington, but uh, he still has family here. And he was in. And the Great Escape signing kind of came up last minute. And he went. And when I hit him up, you know, I didn't see his response saying, Okay, what firehouse is it? Blah, blah, blah. And the one on Dutchman's. And, you know, I didn't see any of that. And he still found me, gave me my book. We talked for a minute. Uh, I wish he could have stayed longer, but uh, he had to get back. He's going to be on the show very, very, very fucking soon. Uh, I expect some big thanks from this guy. Uh, this was a f- original idea. It was a fantastic idea. I loved it. Uh, I love this issue. This is the best issue of the series that has been very good. Issue three, go out and get one and two people. Uh, Warlords of the Appalachians. It's a fantastic book. Philip K. Johnson, cool as shit. Uh, support him if nothing else, just because he's cool. But he's a great writer too. Uh, he's got some stuff coming up that. I won't spoil for you. I'll let him spoil it for you when he's on the show. But look forward to that. I look forward to that immensely. But guys, running at about the 47-minute mark. Uh, that's it. That's all I've got. That's all the books that I have. A fucking fantastic week. Oh, I've got one more book. Uh, I haven't read it yet. This is the USA Avengers number one variant edition. And it is the Kentucky variant. Well, look at that. Uh, that's pretty cool. It's got Cannonball, who's from Kentucky. Uh, so if you're interested in that, check that out. I haven't read it yet. Don't know if it's any good. So if it sucks, don't say that, oh, you said it was fucking good. No, the variant cover is very cool. I was going to buy it no matter what because of the variant cover. So, uh, with that guys, thank you very much. And just to get on my soapbox, just for a few seconds, uh, it's 2017. We live in a fucked up time. Uh, you can view it as a fucked up time or you can view it as a time of transition. That's kind of what I'm trying to do and trying to stay on a positive note. Love everybody, regardless of their sex, sexual orientation, uh, their color. Just love everybody. If we love everybody, things are going to go that much better. Uh, don't let outside forces influence the way you think. Think for your fucking self. Come up with your own opinions on things. Uh, and you're going to you're gonna be just fine. Follow your heart, guys. Uh, with that, if you've watched it this far, your family, thank you very much. Check out the Giant Size Team Up. Check out the Blazing Defender Report. YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, uh, the BlazingDefenderReport.com. Get on there. That'll give you a direct link to my Facebook page. Uh, like, comment. Let me know what you're reading, what you think's good. Uh, let me know what you thought about my reviews today. Uh, pick up Warlords. Let me know what you thought about it. Thought, hey, motherfucker, you owe me three bucks. Or, hey, man, that was a fucking good call on that. 
So let me know, guys. I would love, 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 love to have uh, more fan uh, reaction, uh, interaction, I should say. But, uh, again, that's all I got, guys. Thank you very much, for everybody, for listening. And with that, the Blazing Defender is out. Thanks, guys. Peace. Peace.